0: Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, clueless just like you, figuring out how the adult world works week by week. And this week, we are finishing up our Guide for Grad series. This is the grand finale. And so I wanted to do something really special. So I asked four of my friends to come here. We have a full studio to talk about all the things that we wish we knew when we graduated college. So we're going to talk about everything from how your relationship with your parents change, what it's like to be friends with your boss on Snapchat and Facebook, what it's like to kind of feel lonely that first night that you move to a new city, what it's like to cook for yourself, and things that we wish that we'd done differently in this last year. So let's get to it. Hi, I'm Elise. Do I say my last name?
1: You can say your last name. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Elise Roth. I'm 25, and I work for Self Magazine.
2: I'm Zoe Bjornson. I am 23, and I do social and outreach for About.me.
3: Hey, I'm Gabe Bregato. I am 22 years old, and I am a staff writer at The Daily Dot.
4: Hi, I'm Maddie Block. I'm 25 years old, and I'm a marketing manager at eMarketer.
0: Gabe, I didn't realize you were the baby of the group, because <laughs> I'm 23 too now. Um, so you guys all sent me in kind of some things that you wish you knew when you graduated college or things that no one really told you about. And there were a couple common themes. But one of them, I think, was this idea of we spent our whole life in the shoots and ladders thing. Like you start in freshman year of high school, you wake, work your way up to be senior, and you're shot back down to a freshman year of college. And now we're in this freshman year of life. Um, so Maddie, do you want to talk a little bit about, because you brought it up exactly like that, like being a freshman in life and how no one really tells you what that experience is like, because there's really nowhere to go up. Whereas when you're a freshman in college, you're working towards your senior year. But as a freshman in life you don't really know what you're working towards, not to be bleak, (laughs) but just as a way to start. Yeah, sure. I mean, I remember
4: um, there was this excitement about graduating and living in the real world and being independent. And then I got there and it was, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. All of a sudden, I was going to work. And did I like my job? Was it my dream job? I was living in an apartment that was really far from all of my friends, whereas in college, I'd been, you know, living with them or across the street. And it was sort of this chaos of, you know, I can really create my own rules. Sure, in college, I didn't have to go to class if I didn't want to, but, uh, you know, I had to go to my job. And then after work, I could do one of the millions of things there are to do in New York City. And I remember thinking to myself, I really wish I had a peer advisor for (laughs) (laughs) this freshman year of real life. Uh, That would have, you know, someone I could go ask all my questions to.
0: But it's hard because, everyone's freshman year of college is kind of similar. Like everyone sort of knows what they're going to experience. Whereas everyone, and Zoe, this is something you brought up, everyone's freshman year of life, which I kind of like calling it that. That's (laughs) kind of fun, is really different. And everyone's on different pages. And I think everyone sort of brought that up in one way or another, that it's so different to not live down the hall from your friends, to not live with even in the same block as your friends or the same city. Um, Zoe, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about you know, what it was like being on all different pages and if you, how that felt for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's something that I think we deal with every single day. And for me, it's very of the moment, but it's, you know, not even that you're living far away from your friends, but if you're trying to move in with a bunch of friends and we're all on different pages in that sense, different budgets, different commutes, different, you know, hours, even you could be working with someone who's, you know, doing the night shift at, you know, whatever it is. So I think that's something that's really interesting to deal with and how you can work to combine your lives and still have those lives with your friends, but still look out for yourself and look out for, you know, your number one without compromising your needs, your wants. And that's something that I think is really troubling for a lot of people in this freshman year of life.
0: And how did the rest of you guys feel about that? I mean, I know for me, It's even hard to have friends in Chicago that are an hour behind because, like, we're not even getting out of work at the same time. Like, it's just so different to not know where they're living and not be able to picture them in their apartment and not be able to picture who they're friends with. I mean, that has been really hard for me, and it's something that I don't think anyone really warmed me about, that staying in touch with people can be great, but it also can make you feel kind of lonely and kind of out of the loop. But also...
1: I'm lucky that I'm allowed to G-chat at work. And that really, <laughs> honestly, G-chat is a savior. Yes, if G-chat is. didn't exist, I would not have kept in touch as well with my friends in other cities because it's hard when you lose service on the subway to call your friends. And it was just a lot easier in college. That was my walking time from class to class or from home to class is when I would catch up on my calls to my friends from home that were in other cities or my parents and now it's a limited amount of time because you lose service on the subway. So yeah. g has been a savior. I feel like Snapchat right. is also
2: kind of placing that too. It's like if I didn't like those little little like snippets yeah. of what my friends are doing on the regular, it's so funny to see that. And that's how I feel like I keep in touch with a lot of them. Because a lot of my friends are just bad at keeping in
0: touch. But how did it feel to see people that you were still close with in college? Like I mean I was getting Snapchats from people that are were seniors in college um, and Mm -hmm. I mean, that felt really weird to me. I thought that it was (laughs) going to be the best year of my life and I was going to be, you know, a graduated person and the world was my oyster. And then I would see people at football tailgates or just like lounging around on the couch and it was like getting punched in the gut sometimes.
4: It's also interesting that the friends that you even have in your city or nearby, you know, after college, there's so many different elements that may change the way that they are. so someone who was your best friend in college and you lived with all of a sudden you know they work different hours or they have decided to get involved with different activities and it's like your worlds can sort of move in different directions and so then it's even the question of when you're living in the same place as them how do you keep in touch? how do you see them you know like you said you and elise have to you may go weeks without seeing each other but thank god for gchat
0: i think the one of the weird things too is that and we've talked about people set you up with these huge expectations when you graduate that these are the best years ever and these you know you're going to be no more homework people really plugged that i don't know what (laughs) that everyone was like no more essays and i was like you know Writing essays wasn't like, I mean, is that, that's nerdy kind of. Huh? <laughs> a little bit. A little nerdy. But people were like, no more homework, no more nothing. But people didn't tell you that, okay, you wouldn't be doing homework when you got home, but you might be still doing work when you got home. Or you might, yeah. you know, cooking for yourself kind of takes the place of <laughs> writing an essay because that's a whole problem. Or like your fridge breaks and you don't i don't i never learned how to repair a fridge or like unclog a toilet someone text. i can't even zip my dress some mornings because like there's no one in my apartment to help me like that kind of weirdness of like (laughs) i sound sad i do have a roommate she's just i don't see her as often but those kind of weird things of like living by yourself i feel like is something no one really prepares you for even if you have roommates i think it's also in college like you can have up to eight roommates
2: i feel like a lot of people at you know my school went to Tulane so it was like they were living with seven other people so someone was always around no matter if you liked it or not and now you're living with maybe you know max two people and it's just it's a different vibe like different schedules and personally like I work remotely so I don't even go into an office every single day I don't even sometimes I don't even see another person than my roommate or like the guy at the bodega so it's just (laughs) like I have to you know change my lifestyle when in college you're just surrounded by people like you want an escape you want solitude and now like I didn't realize I liked being around people so much like I thought I was more <laughs> of an introvert but you know then I feel like I'm an they have some combination word for introvert and extrovert that I can't remember but it's like, I think it's
0: like ambivert yes or something. exactly that's yeah. what it is and
2: it's like okay that is exactly what I am and you, it, it, it takes you until a year after college to realize you're that you're
0: still learning new words even after <laughs> college <laughs> That's so great. Exactly.
3: Yep. Well, I think that solitude is so interesting because, yeah, like, especially like graduation time, like spring quarter, you're like with all your friends, like you're in classes, but you're not, you're not really in classes, right? <laughs> um, and you're just constantly with people up until graduation when you're with your family, and then you end up wherever you're at like a week later, and you're like sitting on the couch eating a sandwich, <laughs> and I yeah. was like, oh. I'm an adult, I guess? (laughs) It
0: happens so (laughs) casually. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, one day, you're just like, I guess school and college is over, and now it's everything's sort of up to me. Like, you're like, where should I live? And your parents are like, I don't know, that's up to you. You're (laughs) the one that has to live there. You don't have a peer advisor telling you what to do. You don't have curriculum on your syllabus that you need to fulfill. The amount of decisions that you can make just, like, really overwhelms me. And it's
1: even something as mild as, like, What am I gonna have for dinner? I remember the first (laughs) night in my apartment, I had just a bed. It was my only furniture, and none of my stuff had come from Chicago when I had moved. So I was sitting on the floor of an empty apartment with no cable, no internet, no anything. And I was like, I guess I'll get Shake Shack and just. (laughs) Yeah. But I was like, I can't. This is not a lifestyle I can uphold. (laughs) It's a pretty bleak night. It's a really. (laughs) It's
0: quite a picture.
1: But it was like it was like very stark contrast to like. What you were saying with, I had all my friends for the last few weeks of school. We were just doing social things, and then I had all my family, and then it was just gone, and I was in this empty apartment. You are alone (laughs) in New York City. Yeah, I was like, well, this is, I guess, this is how the rest of my life starts. Do you have one,
2: Zoe? Yeah, I think mine was honestly, I have led sort of like a very... Non permanent lifestyle the past year. Like, I've just been floating around. And so, New York has been kind of like my first home for the past like almost two months. And I was getting on the subway and I've been buying, just like putting money on my card. And today was the first time I did like a week long thing. Congratulations. Congratulations. And I was just yeah, like, that's huge. okay, this is real. Like, this, oh, you're going to be here for a
0: whole week. I know. Can you believe it? Like, that's awesome. I, That's the
2: most I can like commit myself
0: to right now. So, that's okay. It's nice. You can also walk places. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. True. Gabe, do you have any adulthood moments?
3: I think the big adulthood moment is when I, like, finally bought a bed. Mm -hmm. Like, and just, like, having a bed... When you're kind of just like floating around, subletting or whatever, you don't really realize how important that is to you and stuff. Like I, when I first moved to New York, I was sleeping on an air mattress. That one pops. So I bought another air mattress. <laughs> oh. That one also popped. The third one survived. Was and that then... loud?
0: I feel like that would really scare me. No, I
3: just like kind of woke up and like I was on the ground. <laughs> um,
0: that's a such a pop... metaphor for like
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, graduation. It just you wake up and all all the air, I don't know, deflate. <laughs> just <everything laughs> you're Deflates. Just everything like, deflate. <laughs> but then you finally get the real thing. Once you're secure enough, because you're yeah. like, you know, what? I'm doing this New York thing. I'm gonna buy a real bed. I'm gonna buy a queen size bed because I'm an adult now. Wow! And pick out a really cute duvet cover because <laughs> I can. That's
0: awesome. It's yeah. real. Yeah, shopping for the apartment was a big, was a big fun thing. Like, you need your own spatula. Which like I I feel like all the spatulas I've had in my life previously have just been there. And this is the first this, this, this is weird, but this is like the first time where I have been really proactive in getting my own spatula and like pans and things to clean the apartment with. Like I have a Swiffer, which mm. is exciting. And there are those little things like that that really do make you feel like, yeah, you're making a permanent investment here. Like Zoe mm-hmm. said, like you're going to be here to clean the floors and cook eggs with your spatula and sleep in your bed with your cute duvet cover. Maddie, did you have any defining adulthood moments? I'm trying to think. I feel like
4: this is sort of along those lines, Um, but I since I've graduated, I'm in my um, second job at a different company, and so there's that realization of, okay, my first job out of college is not necessarily what I'm going to be doing for the long term, and then having to only, you know, a year and a half out of college, go through this process of finding a job and speaking to what I had done in the year and a half of work experience as opposed to, you know, talking about my leadership in student organizations or mm-hmm. that type of thing. And it was, you know, there aren't that many jobs that are specifically tailored to someone with one year plus of, or, you know, one and a half years of work experience. So sort of putting myself into the shoes of someone that maybe has three to five years of work experience and having to market myself as this, you know, super awesome guru in whatever it was I was applying for. Um, so it's kind of, I, I remember talking with my family about that and about many things and saying like, I'm not old enough to be making these decisions oh, or no. like running this initiative at a company. And, but somehow people are trusting me.
0: I sometimes miss grades. Is that, am I, is that a nerdy thing again? No, I sort I, of miss that.
4: So I, I think, We are so programmed into getting grades and getting, like, some sort of feedback in school. You're, like, you want feedback in work or you want feedback in life and, like, friendships and relationships. And it's not there unless you seek
1: it out. Yeah. This is going to sound really sad, but my first job, it was – I literally did the same thing every day. And it was not very rewarding. And so I would go home at night and I would bake because at least you could – do something from start to finish, and it would come out with a result, because I didn't feel like I was really accomplishing anything at work, because I was doing the same thing every day. Enjoy and the fruits like, of your labor. Yeah. and Yeah, like exactly.
2: I feel like another thing that people don't really tell you when after you graduate, and kind of as you're going through the job hunt, as many do, um, is the importance of a manager. It's It's not something I really considered in my job search I was more focused on what my actual job was what I was going to be doing if I aligned with the company but then as I've been you know with the company I'm at I'm like that's a huge part of my job and the reason that I do like my job and the reason that I keep you know striving to do good things and the feedback that I do get um, and when I do get good feedback or bad feedback how he handles it and it's kind of that's one thing that it's not really plugged into your brain or someone tells you, like, really look out for that. Or at least no one did in my life. It was much more just like pick the job that you want. Oh, well, what about
0: the person you're going to be reporting to? Making real friends after college, making new friends is one of the most difficult things I've had to do other than build my coffee table. <laughs> These people who you spend work with, and I'm very lucky that I really do adore my coworkers and they're wonderful, but... Um, but you spend 40 hours, 40, 50 hours a week with them. So how hard it is to make friends outside of that circle and widen that circle. And it's so hard to make connections with people when you don't have that late night, 2 a.m. at the dorm, running to the student center or, you know, cramming for a test at till 5 a.m. There's no equivalent to the all-nighter here, I feel like.
3: Something that one of my older friends told me that I thought was really useful was like when someone invites you to a hangout or like says do you want to like do this always say yes and yeah. just like go and do it like yeah give yourself a weekend to maybe just chill and like yeah watch netflix like and like just you know recuperate but like just like especially when you're like, in a brand new city like do a new adventure i guess like just like be fearless almost
4: but there's so much to do in new york like, <laughs> i get again it comes back to decisions like you can choose whether you want to have Chinese food or Mexican food or Thai food or uh, cook or Shake Shack. Like there's just and then you can order from Seamless or Delivery.com or Uber Eats or like <laughs> whatever it is. And then just it goes eats. on. It's a we'll lunch We'll talk about that thing. later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I've been having, sorry, I've been having that same issue of like, I don't know how to say no sometimes. And I feel that three years out of college is kind of the It's like a time where you're reaching the peak of always saying yes is great, especially in those first few years because you can experience a lot, but I feel like more of an adult now when I have the option to go do something social, but I know for my benefit if I go home and can go to bed by 10 because I'm waking up to work out in the morning at 6, I will thank myself a lot more than – and I have the power and the confidence to say no and the fear of the FOMO is not as big of a threat and it it takes a lot it takes a while to get there because you don't want to miss out on anything and you are told that if you experience everything then you can get so much out of life. But there's also something to be said for taking charge of your own life and saying no sometimes because you'll be happier and that's okay.
2: In terms of making friends in the new world freshman year of life whatever we're going to call it today it's interesting for people in certain industries I don't know I'm curious to see if you guys have experienced this but say you have you meet people through your work technically whether they're clients in my case it's like members of an online community which is actually what you know the platform is for you know you meet them offline you meet them in real life and you have a connection that's you know further than like, okay, let's do business together and deal and navigating that kind of relationship is something totally new to me. It's like, oh, can I say this because yeah. technically like we work together in this way, shape or form, not at the same company, but we're working together in some sort of partnership. And that has been really difficult, but
0: like also fun. And like texting your co like I like texting my coworkers was a big step for me. Like I yeah. was like, what can I say to you? Like, is can I be funny? Like, can you take a joke? Like, wh- like whatever they all can. But I just meant that that's such a weird thing is like yeah. crossing that. Line here, whereas in college everyone was your friend; it didn't really matter, and you text everyone and say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. and you weren't in a professional environment. Yeah, and right. weren't
1: those types of weird stakes? Yeah, right.
3: It's so funny because I actually me and my boss we would Snapchat each other once we got to like a friend level, but like we still don't have each other's numbers because like if we need to communicate, we would just like GChat in the office. But then like like I think I wrote like a story about Snapchat and then we were like oh let's be Snapchat friends before we actually swapped numbers which was just really funny.
0: I mean all my I follow my boss, my boss follows me on all social media cuz we're you know the web team and and this is and she loves social media and I love social media and it's just become that's something that they don't talk about like in career services. They were always ooh, about ooh, ooh, protect ooh. your social media, you know, presence and don't friend your boss and whatever and and keep the line separate but I think this is a totally different place where it's okay to be friends with your boss. I think if I wasn't friends with my boss and my coworkers, I'd go crazy because how can you not be friends with the person you're spending that much time with every week? For our generation, it's totally different because
2: our work-life balance kind of merges, especially if you're in kind of more of a creative, collaborative industry. And I think my boss followed me on Twitter before I had his number, before I even like had the job. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like that kind of relationship. And that's where we were working. And that's what they don't tell you before you graduate, that for some people, social media is going to be your, maybe not livelihood, I don't want to use that strong of a word, but it's going to be how you meet new people and connect with new people. And that's something new
0: to a lot of people in the more, like, educational fears. Um, So speaking of all this conflicting advice with social media, I think one of the interesting things is when you get advice from your parents a lot of i mean i love you mom and dad they <laughs> have learned how to listen to podcasts they're so good at it and i love them but when they give advice sometimes you can just you there's like that tension in your mind where you're just like that's just not that's just not what it's like anymore you don't like get that just you don't get and it feels like we're 12 again like you're just like you don't get it like you know what i mean i'm curious how In some ways, I feel like my relationship with my parents has become infinitely better. I feel like we're peers in some ways. Like, I'm an adult. We can talk about things. My dad and I talked about my tax return. It was great. We really bonded over it. In some ways, I feel like you're trying to forge your own way, so you want to be a little more independent. I'm curious how your relationships with your parents have changed now that you've graduated, because we felt like adults up to this point, but like we've said, we kind of have hit a new path.
1: Well, I've become really close with my parents because I feel like our conversations change from the parent-child role, which still exists, but now a lot of times I'll just call my parents and we'll have regular conversations like I would with any of one of my friends. So that's been nice and interesting. I also feel a little bit bad for my parents because I'm aggressively single right now. So whenever I have a problem, they're the only <laughs> people that I have to complain to cuz I can only burden my friends so much. And That's
0: such a, that's <laughs> like such a what? That's a, such a label. <laughs> well, at a,
1: at a certain point, they it's like they don't really know what to say anymore and I kind of feel bad for them because I understand that they are there to listen and they are going to support me no matter what. But I've also stopped I stopped listening to them for advice in jobs like in high school because they knew that they we're not in the same realm as me. So I think that has made it even better because they don't try to give advice unless it's a kind of universal advice. And so we don't get into arguments. That's aggressively <laughs> single. That is sticking me. Yes. so It's funny. like the New York brand of like being super single. You should
3: put in your Tinder profile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you guys? Anything changed with your parents since graduating? I don't think anything really changed for... For me, if anything, they just got... Well, you, you lived at home for a little bit. Yeah, so
2: I... Well, first of all, I'm lucky to have four people that I call parents because my parents are divorced and both remarried. So I have this, like, crazy network of people that I call when Zoe goes into crisis like mode. Like a team of parents. Yeah, it's awesome. And so after I graduated, I did the whole, like, Euro trip, blah, blah, blah. Um, fun stuff. Went home, figured my life out. And I was at home for longer than I expected, probably longer than I wanted to. It was about eight months. Um, My mom and I just got really close. It was like rosé and cheese every single Mm -hmm. night, and I cannot complain about that. So (laughs) now it's like my mom and I have gone through the process of, like, you know, everything from me cutting my hair off at age 13 because I was mad at her to, like, now I'm actually a grown woman and she, you know, respects me of that. Like, she trusts me to make my own decisions, but I still know that she's, like, One of the smartest people I know, and she's a role model role model for me. So it's kind of, it's a much more equal. I think after you graduate, which is from college, and you've kind of gone through these like milestones of life. So I think that's something that our relationships have changed, but not in a bad way at all.
3: There's this one day where, um, I like got like rejected from a job that I really wanted to get, and I call my mom because like that's like what you do, I guess. Right. Um, and you know I'm like pretty upset. And she's like, you know, do you want to come home? Like, it wasn't like, oh, come home. It was like, like, what's best for you? Like, what do you need to do to make this work? Um, and it was just like so weird to think about that. Because I feel like, you know, when you were upset as a kid or whatever, your, your parents were just like, come home or whatever. Like, they like tell you to almost. But like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're still, f- it's like kind of that whole going back to like decisions. Like, they're your parents and they can like advise you but at the end of the day, you're still making your own decisions. And it's scary. Like, I still feel like a baby in the world, but it's also kind of awesome.
0: And the interesting thing, I think, about it, too, is that while you do... I do call my parents still when I have an issue, but um, you don't have to tell them everything. Like, I felt... In college, I was still in the, you know, you're not an adult yet mindset, but sometimes you can just call them, you know, once everything is resolved and like they can skip all the parts in the middle where you're hysterically crying and like (laughs) don't know what to do and you're freaking out and you can just call them at the end, which I think is an interesting kind of adult thing where you don't need, I don't need them necessarily every step of the way. I can already hear my mom being like, that's not true. You call me all the time. but <laughs> You don't need to give
1: them a play-by-play. Right. You
0: don't need to give them the same play-by-play that you felt like you needed to give them when you were still in a position of not quite an adult, quote-unquote. Well, and sometimes it's just a
1: status update instead of a tell-me-what-to-do.
0: Right. Which I will say they don't always get. Like sometimes I'm just calling to be like this is what's going on. I don't need you to tell me what you think about it. I just needed to say that this is happening and I'm dealing with it. And then you get a lot of advice anyway. And you're like, no, no. (laughs) that's exactly that. It's just a status update. (laughs) I think we could probably talk about our parents for another hour (laughs) and how much we love them, of course. Um, But I also want to get from all of you, and I know that Elise and Maddie have a couple years on me, Zoe, and Gabe since they've graduated. But if you could have done one thing... Differently in these last two years for you guys, or one year for those of us who just graduated. What would you have done differently?
3: Um. So I think it kind of goes back to the job search, but I think you know I I like you know interviewed and applied for internships in the past and got those, but when it came to like the big gamut of actual full time jobs, I think while interviewing, just like also just being straight out of college, just being a little I guess like a little bit more confident in myself and just like kind of going in with like just really specific this is why you need to hire me and i guess like i just always felt really mousy in interviews just because like you know this interviewer is like an editor or like has a person of is a person of power um but yeah i just remember in it was like i was at a short term like a, um, a gig. short term um yeah short term gig and i just i feel like i should have just asked more and stabilled a little bit more like this is like what i'm doing and, like, this is, like, why I'm an asset. And, like, just so that I w- at the very end of the gig, like, I had done as much as possible to make it clear that, like, I wasn't, like, getting down on myself, I guess, for, like, not doing something. Is yeah. that the story? I don't know.
4: So, you know, there's always the question, whether you're in college or in real life, of, like, roommate relationships. And, you know, it's like you want to be nice, but you don't want to you also like get really annoyed when someone leaves the dishes in the sink or something like that. Um, and in my apartment right after college, I was living with two other girls and we just like tiptoed around everything. And it was, we didn't really know each other. And so it was like, we just want to be nice and be friendly. And it ended up that we all were just like harboring this resentment for each other. Um, and I, I made a point to myself like in future, living situations, I'm just going to be honest. And because at the end of the day, maybe you hurt someone's feelings, but like much better to have it out in the open. Um, And I think that's actually something that it's like the truth hurts sometimes and the truth is hard, but whether it's in a living situation, in a job, you know, just being, you think the thought and then just saying it and maybe you need to tone it down to not, you know, use profanities or something, but, um, you know, really just I wish I had been a little bit more honest with myself and with other people.
0: I think I one of the things I wish I had done differently would have been to step back a little bit from all the people in Chicago that who I love, and they're some of my closest friends. But they all kind of stayed there. They all kind of stayed where the Northwestern group was. And I moved here. And I think if I could go back, I would have taken a step back from Instagram, taken a step back from Facebook. I was calling them every week. I went back to school for homecoming in October. And I think if I could have embraced life here a little bit more and if I could have made more of an effort to see the friends I had here or make quicker connections with my coworkers or try to find a hobby or something like that – it would have made those first few months feel a little less lonely and it would have made them feel a little less, I would have been a little less bitter. I was a little bitter. And I let everyone know it. (laughs) There was no secret about the fact that I was like, all my friends are in Chicago. And I I have some great friends here, some wonderful friends here. And I think... I can remember nights where I would get texts from them that they were all going out and I would like throw myself a pity party for one in my room, not because there wasn't anything I could do to go out, just because that seemed like the best option and and it seemed easier to throw a pity party for myself. I would have thrown many fewer, I would have thrown fewer pity parties if I could do one thing differently because I really, I threw a lot of them, (laughs) you know, the whole thing. So that probably is mine. Elise? I think that I should have spent the
1: first few years here actually doing things that I wanted to do. I've kind of come to that point this year, but sometimes I'll do things alone and I'll end up meeting people or even if I don't, I end up having a really good time. And I think because I was lucky enough that a lot of my friends did move here, if I really wanted to do something and no one could come with me, then I wouldn't do it and I would miss out on experiences that I really wanted to have. This also kind of goes against saying yes, but it's like saying yes to things that are a little bit more purposeful instead of just saying yes to everything. And I feel like that way you can be around the people that you want to be around and you can meet new people that you wouldn't have met. And it's also, you kind of get a sense of confidence because you're like, I'm an adult, I'm doing this thing by myself, even though I don't have the uh, support of in the cushion of my friends being here with me, which would make this a lot more comfortable. It makes you put yourself out there more and kind of develop who you want to be. And what about you, Zoe? I think mine really revolves around
2: networking,
1: um, but not in
2: like the buzzword sense that I think everyone is hearing right now because it's like overwhelming. It's like, how do you network? How do you eff- effectively network? Like, networking is scary. Some people are good at it. Some people are bad at it. But my approach was like oh, I have a job. Like, why should I network? Like, I don't need to network. When in reality, meeting new people and hearing what they do and how they approach their their job and what they do, especially if it's similar to yours, is super interesting. And not networking to find a new job, but networking to find new information.
0: I think the cool thing is that the first year after college, nobody People didn't tell you a lot of things. People didn't tell you how to build your furniture and how to grocery shop for yourself. And people didn't tell you that it can be scary and your first job can be really intimidating. And when you get yelled at, it can be by your boss or something. It can be really scary. But I think everyone here has kind of made the point that it's been a really, it's a really cool year and there's, you can do a lot of really fun things. So I think that that's a good note to end on, that it's an exciting time, that you can't really make a wrong move. I mean, you could, but you probably (laughs) won't. (laughs) Um, And I really appreciate all of you guys joining me here today. Um, Elise and Maddie, it's good to get some wisdom from people who have survived a couple more years than Zoe, Gabe, and myself. But it's really good to hear from all of you. Thanks for for having having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me this week for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics or any feedback, just tweet it to me, at Sam Zabel. I'd like to thank our producer, Henry Malofsky. And don't forget to get a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll have more answers next time.